the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. Makers and takers and the illusion of representation. That's what you have. So the government pretends that it spent $6.5 trillion in 2022. That is beyond ridiculously frauded. Number one, it doesn't account for a numerous portion of the Pentagon that has already lost $6 trillion in 20 years. I don't know, where is it? Money gone. All right. But it has unfunded liabilities, obligations that it committed to of $45.8 trillion. So anything that doesn't stop that trajectory, anything that doesn't decrease that is a loss. That's what losers do. See, in our lives, we negotiate. We negotiate with ourselves, with our spouses, with our employers, with our wants and our desires. But politics doesn't ever negotiate. It lies and puts lipstick on the fraud. This government is rogue at this point. All of the money it's spending, it will continue to spend. All of the people that it's frauding will, be, will continue to be frauded. And that's us. We're the ones being frauded. You see, because what's in this is hundreds of billions of dollars to foreigners that we don't ever talk about. And not one penny will stop going out the door. Not one. In fact, it will all increase. And this is a good deal. Now, see, this is only a good deal in a place where there is no reality, like Washington, D.C. That's why the only people that can inhabit Washington, D.C. are liars and people who've never really done anything. That's why when you see these guys who've been successful and they go to Washington, they hate it and they have to get the hell out of there. Some of them are congressmen once in a blue moon. But for the most part, the animals that can live in Washington, D.C. have adapted to the fraud. That's what Kevin McCarthy is. That's what Mitch McConnell with that old lady face and that dimwit Chinese communist tramp wife. That's what they are. So this is about making this mafia palatable to keep us plebes happy. Are you happy? Do you feel like you won? And I hear a lot of things, a lot of things. Well, you know, I, I live in the real world and uh, you got to do what you got to do. You can never get along with cancer. You can't get along with it. You can never get along with wrong. Compromise isn't, isn't something you do with a freaking gangster. Compromise is something you do with somebody you love when you're willing to tolerate their stupidity and you think you can afford it. That's not the case in government. 
So this idea that we can afford this, it's wrong. It's corrupt. And it will continue us to where we are destined to be. Slavery and servitude to a corrupt government that has no intention, no intention of ever paying off anything. It's just going to bury us and still tuck you in at night. Are you comfortable? Do you need a little education? How about some health care? You want a little milky? Not only is this bill transformational, I hope you see that um, the change in Congress. Not that it just opened up the people's house. I hope you saw going through this, we wanted to be very... Tell that to your mistress or your wife or some dimwit that thinks you're a man. Don't tell that to the American people. What about the bill you passed that you were so proud of? Hey, stupid! What about the bill you passed? Has that got anything to do with it? I don't think so. Open to the American public of what we were talking about. No longer do you have to pass a bill to find out what's in it. We will abide by 72 hours. This will not be thousands of pages. This will be about 150 pages or less. Not only will the members be able to read it, the public will be able to see it as well. I wanted to make sure that the members got, actually got the information. Now here's why McCarthy's a scam artist, fraud, lying scumbag in the same fashion the Democrats are. See, a man who's negotiating would have come out of that room and said, the so-called president, Joseph Robinette, my socks are wet by, is incapable of negotiating. You see, it's painfully obvious to not just us, but the rest of the world, which is continuing to weaponize, continuing to reject American policies, that Joseph Robinette Biden is suffering of not just corruption, not just the fact he's owned and operated by the Chinese Communist Party, but that he's sick. And you pretended to cut a deal with him. You lied the minute you came out of the meeting. You did not cut a deal with that wet sock, dimwit, diaper-wearing fraud whore that he is. You cut a deal with the other side because you're in on the same scam. And it's nice once in a while when at least another politician addresses that. The best deal is no deal. The time you get up and walk away from the table uh, was when Biden spent 97 days dithering in Japan and, and God knows where else he went. Now he's being made fun of. He's Congressman Norman. He's being made fun of. Oh, that's unrealistic. Well, you see, the reason we're here in the shortest period of time, when George W. Bush took over, do you realize how good fiscally the financial shape and the trajectory of this country we were in? It had nothing to do with the intern molester. It was still the ramification, the result of Ronald Reagan. Even with the speed bumps of George Bush Sr., may he burn in hell, and the intern molester pedophile freak that went to Epstein Island all the time and doesn't want to admit it, Bill Clinton. He likes women with some rashes on their thighs. It was in spite of their presidency, but still a thousand times better. Since George W. Bush is in office, We've added $26 trillion. If you just do simple math, if you add unfunded liabilities, you're well over $160 trillion. There's no money. You could seize every country. We could blow the hell out of every country. You can never pay it off. So, at least there's Congressman Norman sticking up for you. Uh, and now, all of a sudden, at the last minute, it's an insult to get a 100-page bill and be asked, asked to decide on it on the spot. I won't buy a microwave unless I get it in writing. And here we are at the last minute. No, it doesn't make sense, folks. You know, I negotiate for a living always half my entire life. 
My entire life is a negotiation. And it's funny, you learn how to negotiate when you don't do the best you can do. But one thing you have to remember is when you do negotiate, you have to understand what the goal is. I thought the goal by hiring these idiots, McCarthy and the rest of the Republicans, was to change the trajectory and stop digging the fracking hole. Apparently that's not the, that's not the deal. And now I have to be told by these scallywag whores who've never worked. Kevin McCarthy has never earned a dollar. Not one. He hit the lottery when he was 18, and he opened up some phony business. And then he sat on the lap of a dirty congressman in California who was at the center of Rubbergate, where they bounce checks. That's who this idiot is. And that's why this idiot will always be a scam artist fraud. Information about the bill before it's read to all of you. I'm trying to change the house where it works again. We know at any time when you say... Do me a favor. Fraser Thomas, don't talk to me like you're reading me a fable. Talk like a frecking man. You're not trying to change anything. You're trying to appease people who are on to you, like me. And you failed miserably. Throw your crooked ass on the curb. Negotiate within two parties, but you got to work with both sides of the aisle. So it's not 100% of what everybody wants. Really, we're just off of a weekend where a million Americans fought, died. Not working with communists, not working with Marxists or socialists or totalitarian despots. You don't have to get along with corruption or stupidity. You have to reject it. And when you don't reject it, you've adopted the cancer of failure and devastation. And that's all you've done. That's all you've done in negotiating with these Marxist, corrupt political whores. In coming out of the meeting and saying... Joe Biden is qualified to be the president. You were talking to a vegetable, an avocado, a moron, and a diapy. And you came out and pretended he was a man. But then again, what are you doing on a daily basis when you brush your own teeth? But when you look, the country is going to be stronger. This is going to be transformational where our Congress is literally going to vote to spend less money this year than we spent last year. It's a lie. That is a bald-faced lie. You're not going to spend less money. You're going to spend more money. Do you know how to figure out just the interest? Just the fluctuation in the Federal Reserve's cost to the people in interest. Hey, stupid. Do you know how to tell the truth? I don't think you do. Any of you. Once you dissect the bill, this bill is un-American. It defies conservatism. No Republican in good conscience should support this. And go back to the drawing table. Let's, Let's go back. And if we're going to negotiate, negotiate does not mean completely uh, evaporate, completely dismiss the things that we passed with 218 votes. And I just want to thank the, uh, my comrades behind me, uh, and I wish other people will. And when you see the preview of coming attractions as Democrats passing this bill, that should tell you something. That's right. Not just Democrats. Political, corporatist, professional liars like Kevin McCarthy. We're going to reform cutting red tape. So as just NEPA hasn't been... They've been doing this bull dung since old man Bush was eating... Wasn't he... What what, what did old man Bush... Oh, he had the funny socks. He was wearing funny socks. Since W. Bush was owning baseball, it's all... We're going to cut the red tape. Yet they never cut the red tape. Did you ever know... Here, whoever heard of an organization called the National Economic Council? Do you know it's since 1993? 
1993, the Economic National, or I'm sorry, the National Economic Council. This is another bureaucracy on top of a bureaucracy. What they get to do is what Chicago does when they hire peacekeepers. They put cheerleaders on the payroll. Now, this entity has thousands of employees. What is its primary function? Its primary function is to give advice. To give advice. Let me ask if this is, is this, is this advice? Is this, is this somebody, cause you're paying this dimwit right here that I'm about to play quarter of a million dollars plus the Bennies and a retirement package. Her name is, uh, what is it? Liel? Liel? Lael? Whatever. Brainerd. What's your latest uh, view on whether or not we're likely to see a recession before the 2024 election? You know, the R word that I'm hearing the most is about resilience, that this economy has proven remarkably resilient. You know, we've gone through a lot. This economy, well, the funny thing is the economy cannot exist without the government spending money into companies to mimic and imitate the velocity of growth, of profit. The whole fracking thing is a Ponzi scheme. Anyway, by the executive order, the NEC has four key functions to coordinate policy, making for domestic and international economic issues. These are just fracking words. Don't we have a Congress to already do this? I think we have a Congress. Isn't that what the Congress is supposed to do? Oh, no. This is the president's fluffers, like Kamala Harris, to give economic policy advice to the president to ensure that policy decisions and programs are consistent with the president's economic goals. This whole fracking bureaucracy is made up. And part of this budget, they get to hire more people. Thousands and thousands. That's why Kevin McCarthy just rubber-stamped bankruptcy. Because he wants his friends in on this scam. You want to stop the spending? Let's cut every government agency by 35% tomorrow. See, this is how you fix things. But that's one you would do if you negotiated. These aren't people that are negotiating on your behalf. These are people who are negotiating for their future wealth as they turn themselves and their family members into oligarchs. And this economy destroys the ordinary man, the one who is supposed to be represented, the worker, because they don't give a rip about you. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. When you're working in the real world, under the second plank of the Communist Manifesto known as a progressive income tax, If you make $200,000 a year, which is a lot of money, no question about it, you might be able to keep, might, if you got a good accountant, 120 grand. Maybe. Maybe. Then you got to pay everything. You know who uh, Sheldon Whitehouse is, Squirrel? Sheldon Whitehouse was on uh, Sunday Talking Show. And I remembered Sheldon Whitehouse from a scandal. And that scandal was a uh, stock story where he was caught during the Barack Obama years insider trading. The only group of America literally in the country that doesn't have to worry about conflict of interest laws and insider trading laws is the political class in Washington. Business website businessinsider.com says it obtained an advanced copy of the book. According to the website, Senator Whitehouse reportedly made a flurry of trades in the days when then-Federal Reserve Chair Ben Bernanke was warning members of Congress about a possible financial collapse. But Monday night, White House's office turned 
tells Eyewitness News. Senator Whitehouse has no role in those decisions. Whitehouse's spokesman says, quote, Senator Whitehouse is not actively involved in the management of this investment account. He neither directed his financial... Same thing for Pritzker. You remember, same thing for Mitt Romney. This is a, a, a bipartisan fraud and a lie advisor to undertake any transaction during that time, nor ever took advantage of any exclusive or secret information. No. And again, it is important to note that Senator Whitehouse did nothing illegal. As the author said on the early show today, members of Congress are exempt from insider trading laws. But the book's author argues, legal or not, the current rules are flawed. So Sheldon Whitehouse, if you, if you look up his net worth, 12 years ago, it was $9 million. Then it was $14 million. Now you look at it, they say it's $7 million. Sheldon Whitehouse never had a job in his life. He's the son of Charles Whitehouse, also a senator from Rhode Island. And the grandson of Edwin Whitehouse, also a senator. Way back in 1930, his grandpappy was a senator. They've never worked. And they hand down this political oligarchy. From child to child, like the, like the dailies, like those meathead morons who couldn't make $5 if it wasn't for the mafia, the Democrat short-in-the-pants mafia in Chicago. So these bust-outs in the real world are worth tens of millions because they all have trusts. And they kick it up and you can't investigate the trust and the trust gets to hide the asset. And never forget when his father Charles, you could hide everything, let alone the grandfather Edwin when the stealing was real good. And these are the guys you're negotiating against. And they present themselves as altruistic. And they care. White House, his big thing is the, the uh, eco-Nazism and the green energy and the save the planet. Every other freaking scam. And this is the systemic corruption that is our government. So when they negotiate all the funny money that we're pretending is the economy, it all goes to their schemes. So when they negotiate for spending, it isn't about you and what you need. You never get what you need from this oligarchy. Take a look in the sewer of Chicago, the once great city. Forget about the 50 shootings. I'm well aware of it. Boy, I never saw that coming. And all the other scam. 3% of the kids in the new mayor, the moron Marxist mayor, in his area where he pretends to live, not the one in Lombard where he really lives, but where he says he lives in the west side of Chicago. 3% of the grade school kids can fracking read. Do you think giving money to gangbangers to pretend to call them peacekeepers is going to do anything? Now expand that by everything. And that's what we just funded through Kevin McCarthy. And he's going to tell you it's a great bill. It sucks. It's not a compromise. It's a conspiracy. It's seditious conspiracy. Formed in more than 40 years. Streamlining it. Construction jobs today, if you want to build a road, seven years of review. We narrow that to one to two. That is transformational. That's your, first of all, let's say you're right. Even though you've never told a truth in your miserable, rotten existence. That's, that's your big achievement? Seven years down to two? What happens in those two years? Hey, stupid. What happens in those two years to just inflation? under this dimwit you pretend is capable. You know, the one with the diaper and the binky who thinks it's 1947? Yeah, that guy who likes the children rubbing the hair on his legs? You moron. Snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. This one is good. It's only 150 pages. And look, 
I've changed everything. The only thing you did is make it less fun. You see, I think Nancy and those tramp Democrats, they had a lot more fun with the money. I think you, on the other hand, parallel park in a forest preserve. What do you think about that? George, Naperville. Sean, McCartney and his ilk are working the deal for us, where we always save more money. Like and Edelson of today. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Hey, at least Solozzi and Edelson. They had a kid I used to once in a while go into the limelight. He'd pick up my check every time. And now, because he liked me, he just picked up everyone's check. Those were the days, my friend. I thought they'd never end. 312-642-5600. Do you feel like a winner? I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... Disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. What are you doing with the slow music here, Squirrel? Man, oh man, you give the guy an extra day off and he loses the momentum. But we will never lose the momentum with a guest like this. Wayne Allen Root is truly the hardest working man in Righteous Radio. He is the host of the nationally syndicated Wayne Allen Root Ron Unfiltered, and he is on USA Audio Network and star of two, two, two TV shows. Wayne Allen Root, tell me about the two TV shows. Hey, Sean, how are you? First of all, I hope you had a great Memorial Day, and to all the veterans out there and all the people who sacrificed their lives so we could enjoy our holiday, God bless all of you, man. God bless all of you. Um, My two TV shows, I've got one every day on Lindell TV. That's at uh, 7 o'clock East Coast time, so where you are in Chicago, it'll be 6 p.m., Every single day on Lindell TV, you go to uh, frankspeech.com, and you just click on Lindell TV 2, and boom, I'm on for an hour every afternoon at 6 o'clock Central Time. And then I've got a weekend show, which is my really powerful show that has the giant audience. It's on Real America's Voice TV network, and it's at noon Eastern, so 11 a.m. Central, every Saturday, America's Top 10 Countdown with yours truly, Wayne Allen Root, and I count down the top 10 stories of the week that you'll probably never hear on mainstream media, and you might not even hear eight out of the ten on conservative talk. I mean, I've got some really wild stories of the week that nobody else has every single Saturday at 11 a.m. Chicago time on Real America's Voice TV network. Wayne Allen Root, I want to lose the conservative label, and I'll tell you why. I keep being told that what's good for conservatism is, is something I should accept, when the reality is it's just a different lipstick, shade of lipstick on the pig of corrupt policy. So when you see this new deal, that doesn't look like a deal to me. It looks like a scam to me. I reject it on its face. I'm getting awful tired of being told what is conservatism versus what's best for the country. And the reality is, what happens in all of our investigations? I know you and I are going to talk about the Durham report, but the American people are getting robbed left, right, and center. And nothing comes of the fact we're celebrating a Memorial Day And I can't tell you if the kids died for a good reason or a bad reason when the ideology they went to fight lives in Washington, D.C., and is the majority of the Senate and the presidency. So you want to hear my reaction to that? I agree. I agree totally. I mean, look, I think we got sold down the river by McCarthy. But again, you hear uh, Stephen Moore, who I respect a lot, telling us 
uh, in an email today that it was, it was the best deal we could possibly get. It was a great deal. Newt Gingrich saying best deal we could get, great deal. President Trump appears to be endorsing the deal just as he endorsed Kevin McCarthy. I'm a Trump guy, but I'll disagree with him to the bitter end on this one, just like I disagree with him all the way on the uh, vaccines. Trump's wrong on the vaccines. They're a disaster. They didn't save one life. They killed a lot of people. He's just wrong. He's not a doctor, and he has no clue what's going on. People are dying left and right. And as far as the debt ceiling, it was a terrible negotiation, a terrible deal. If you told me that they allowed everything they allowed uh, in this deal, but they got one thing, one thing, we won, and they got rid of 87,000 new IRS agents, I'd call that a win. Even if everything else about the deal was the same, I'd call that a win. But they didn't get anything with the IRS agents. They, I think it's out of 87,000 agents, there's going to be 86,000 now. No, they get 1,000 of them. That's but, not a win. That's a horrible loss. That's stupid and short-sighted because the Republican Party is going to be destroyed by those 86,000 IRS agents who are weaponized federal government sent to destroy us all. Only Republicans, only people with money, only people who own their own business, only critics of this administration will all be destroyed by those IRS agents. And by the way, Sean, I don't even know where they're going to find them because we all know every restaurant I go to has no employees. Nobody can find a single person that wants to work. Where are you going to find 86,000 people who know math and understand accounting and they're, and they're even, even reasonably intelligent? I think they're going to have to hire illegal aliens. That must be why they're leaving the border open. Well, there'll be nobody from Chicago public schools, that's for sure. <laughs> you come um, more Las Vegas where I am, exactly. But you know, Wayne Allen Root, the, the, the issue is they have the bureaucracy that when you really pan back and you look at the state, county, local, you have 22, 27 million foot soldiers to the Leviathan that their own interest is for government to continue the Ponzi scheme that is our economy. So you've got a built-in base, and then if you include the people who are on entitlements, look at Chicago. It'll take anything. They could care less about the shootings, about the 3% of the kids that can read. They don't give a rip. You give them more housing, more food stamps, they'll vote for Genghis Khan. And they often do. So our only hope was the rule of law. So when the Durham report came out, when Hunter Biden, the evidence, I was all excited. And then I realized, who's in really, who's watches the watchers? And nothing's going to come of this stuff, is it? No, I, nothing ever comes in. I said this earlier today in an interview. I said, you know, it's kind of like if you played a baseball game and, and you had the Cubs as an example, and inning after inning after inning, you keep losing one nothing, one nothing, one nothing, one nothing, and pretty soon you're down like nine nothing, and then you finally bring in, you know, like your best players, the best team comes on the field, and instead of overcoming the nine nothing lead, they just break even. It's like three three in the middle innings. Well, that means you're still down, you know, like twelve to three. You're not going to win the game. That's what no. we do when when a Democrat's a control. We lose, 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 lose. Big, big, big. When they control everything. When we control everything, we just break even. When we control the House, we oh. break even. Under Trump, we kind of broke even a little bit of a win. But in general, we lose ground at all times and then break even with rhinos in charge. And so we never, ever get anywhere except backwards. And that's what's happened to America. We, we go so far backwards under Jimmy Carter and under uh, Bill Clinton and under Joe Biden and under Barack Obama. And then we gain back, claw back just a little bit under Reagan and a little bit under Trump, and now we're in the hole again under Biden. And so overall, over the last 50 years, it's just a giant 12 to 1 loss. You know, it's really but, a disaster. But in every calamity, in every situation, no matter what it is, there's an opportunity. Here's what I see the opportunity in, and I want your feedback on it. I don't want to ever pretend to be a Republican anymore. It doesn't mean anything. When people go, oh, you're, you're a conservative host. Absolutely not. I am not a conservative host. I am a host that espouses the Enlightenment and Americanism. 
I am not on the team of conservatism because it doesn't mean anything. So what I want to do is tell people there is no we. Unless you got a bug in your pocket, there is no we. If you got a wife, there's a we. If you got kids, there's a we. But there's only that we. There is no we in, in society. Let's break the duopoly of corruption. I can't clean somebody else's house, but I can clean my house. My house is supposedly the Republican Party. I'm done with it. If you are not espousing Americanism, the Enlightenment, and fundamental truthful economics, you are my enemy. And I don't care if your name is DeSantis, if your name is Trump, if your name is Gatsan Ghoul. Go stand in the corner with the Democrats. What do you think of that? Well, I, you know, look, I said that in the commentary, kind of similar things. I said, look, I don't know if it's possible to ever win an election again. It's all rigged. Anybody who's not blind could see it was rigged and stolen yeah. in 20. Carrie Lake had a rigged and stolen in 2022. Many others did, too, by the way. You can't imagine Fetterman really beat Dr. Oz on an equal playing field. That's bull. There's no way. And in my state, Adam Laxalt was ahead on election night by a nice margin. And then, I, as I predicted, I said five days later, he'll lose when they count mail-in ballots for six days after the election. And that's exactly what happened. So I don't know if we're ever going to win again. Now they've opened the borders and they let millions and millions in. They're all going to vote Democrat forevermore to get welfare and to, you know, to make sure they're never deported. So I don't know if we're ever winning again, but we are the majority of America and they're rigging it against us so we can't win even though we have the majority of the vote. But the one thing we can do, and that's why I wrote this new book, the Great Patriot Bicot book, we can make them get a lot of pain. I love it. We can yeah. bankrupt them. And so we've done it with Target, $10 billion in 10 days. We've done it with Disney. We cost them $100 billion in market cap. We've done it with Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch has lost, I think it's $19 billion in county now. We're going to do it with all these terrible companies. We put Bed Bath and, and Beyond Bed Bath and Beyond out of business completely when they dropped Mike Lindell's products. So, look, I wrote two books, Great Patriot Boycott Book and now the Great Patriot Boycott Book. This one's number one bestseller. Trump endorsed it two weeks ago and said this is the strategy. I don't know that we can win elections, but I know our silent majority can absolutely be be a loud majority with our wallets and our pocketbooks and stop funding these leftist corporations, these woke companies that are destroying our world by backing the wrong candidates and the wrong causes and start giving your money only to companies that are conservative and Christian and patriotic and, as you say, nationalist or America first, however you want to describe it, patriotic. The point is, if you love the middle class and you love America and you love blue-collar people and you love small business and you love the military and you love love the police. You're my kind of guy. I don't care if you're yeah. a Republican or a Democrat. If you don't, then I want to defund you and I want to bankrupt you and bring you to your knees and put you out of business. And that's why I wrote the Great Patriot Bicot book. I know you got to go, but before you do, I want to get you in trouble with me because I like right. a teammate. We'll be like Thelma and Louise here. <laughs> I want to I start a national registry of people who will not vote. I want my name up and I want to tell you, I am not wasting my fracking time voting for you. And the only way you're going to get it is if you break the duopoly of corruption. And this way we get the 74 million people that got robbed, and I don't have to pretend this kabuki theater is an election season and all the other nonsense. And we put our name out there. I am not voting. So do not count me. Do you think maybe that's the best way to boycott? 
I'm going to argue with you and say it's not. It's wow. not because in the end, we've got to keep trying. Look, you're in Nevada, right? Here's where I live. No, I live in Florida. Las Vegas. Florida. I live in Nevada, right? Yeah. And we lose everything, right? We've lost this state, which is ridiculous because everyone I know is a Republican, conservative, libertarian, America first, whatever you want to describe them. We lost the state because illegals are voting and because they rigged the election with mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, and ballot drop boxes. But we just won the governorship. And he's vetoing every bad thing the Democrats are doing, even though they control the whole legislature and every congressional seat. He's vetoing every bad thing they're doing. And he's kind of a rhino, but it's okay. He's still good. He's better than the Democrats. So I still don't think you should not vote. I still think you should always vote in a primary for the guy that you and I think is the most America first nationalist guy. And if we lose, you know, you got to stick with whoever is better than the freaking communist on the other side. That's all I'm saying to you. I hate to lose it to Greece, but I never I never dated anybody that wasn't hot either. I'm very difficult on compromise. But you, I understand it's a good sales <laughs> you pitch. You see my wife. She is hot, okay? So I have good taste, too. So, But right. but in the end, that doesn't mean I'm going to throw every other woman in the garbage pail. They could be my friend. They're not hot enough to be my wife, but they can be my friend. So I'm just saying to you, i got to stick with That's a convincing the pitch. You just, you just got me. That was convincing, that last part. In the meantime, I love what you do. You Keep it up. We're on the same team, believe me. Yes. We're on the same team. Wayne Allen Root, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Sean, appreciate it. My website, rootforamerica.com. Everything's there. Rootforamerica.com. Love you and appreciate you. God bless. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. AM560, the answer. I know, squirrel. Sometimes I don't like to play. But if you, we keep accepting, uh, what are you going to do? It's the best we could do. Well, then, ta-da. You're going to go bankrupt at a slow pace? The reality is all you can control in a corrupted system is your participation in it. So you can go to work. You can do the best you can for your family. You can always individually succeed. That's the beauty. The foundation of our system is set up for the individual, not the collective. Unless, of course, you're a welfare Democrat mafia roach. Then you have your own boroughs of ghettos and failure like Chicago, New York, New Jersey, and all the rest of the areas. You lock your door. Uh, But in the meantime, that's not good enough for me. It's not good enough for my listeners. Not good enough for you. So what are you going to do? You're going to pretend this is a win? I personally... I'm not going to pretend it's a win. Michael, on the south side, you're going to pretend this is a win? Oh, no. And I, I absolutely agree with you. It's, it's all a scam, and we're being played for suckers. And uh, that's and uh, the election thing, you're never winning anyway. We've never won. I mean, we've had respites of not absolute terrible policies with the Trump years, but for the most part, we've never really won. And if you look at them in terms of fiscally, we really lose by everybody, regardless who's in there. But what if we break the system by saying Michael on the South Side didn't vote for anybody, so his vote better never be counted. And you just do it that way. And now you get 150 million people. I ain't voting for this. Now go ahead. Steal it among the morons. Because that's what I really feel. It doesn't matter if it's going to be DeSantis or, or Trump or Vivek Ramaswamy. The Democrats steal the fracking elections. They do it, and they're going to do it in perpetuity. And the Republicans don't mind it. Because the corporatist frauds, they make a ton of money, too. Just look at Mitch McConnell's net worth. Another butter-handed old lady face pansy. Never work a day in his fracking life is worth hundreds of millions. And I don't think that uh, temptress he's married to is with him for his strong jawline. Thank you very much, Michael. 
Uh, Teresa on the Brass Coast. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Brass Coast in the Ooh. house again. All your windows um, intact? Your car got a catalytic uh, yeah, converter? So Did you far. manage the weekend? All right. So yeah, so far, um, you know, not not uh, speaking what's going to happen the next couple of days, but so far so good. In Chicago, that's um, a victory. Honey Bunny had lead on her glass windows, and she stayed in the house like the like the town was on fire. Oh no no no! She didn't tell me that. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I know you no. are. <laughs> um, but I loved your interview with Wayne. It was really really good. And uh, you know, something I've been doing for the last year is really speaking out against Democrats. Anytime the opportunity presents itself, I especially do it at the grocery store because inflation is driving me bat bleep crazy. And I put it out there when the total rings up for what I purchased. I always say, damn, Democrats. Yeah. Enough for well, a lot of people to hear it. Yep. The uh, National Economic Council said everything is resilient and good. I don't know what the hell you're complaining about. But then again, you live in Chicago, and you're not in the Elrukins, so life is going to be harder for you. Thank you very much, Teresa. We'll discuss other Democrat policies of success, and it's just me and you for the whole next hour. So if you're on the line, stay there. i got one line open, 312-642-5600 after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so what I like is on the three TVs in Studio Xanadu to see the Pravda of the Fourth Reich pretending to be media on a variety of different channels, all spewing the same stuff. It's outrageous. There's not an original thought. There's not a principle that you're hearing on television. There's only a couple of radio stations that's espousing principles of Americanism. So it's no wonder... We're in this kind of soiree. The reality is it should be worse when you see the ghettos and the sewers that are controlled by the Democrat mafias, like Chicago. So if you're tuned in to hear me talk about the 50 dead and there are 50 shot, and the th- of course it's worse than last year. That's what they do. They fail. They misappropriate funds because that's their goal. You see, I know the game. You really want to hear it? They need more money. It's poverty is the enemy. And what they're trying to sell is that giving somebody is going to equal to them having dignity. It doesn't. Give somebody... Does anybody know a trust fund baby who's a degenerate drug addict bust out? That's 90% of them. You cannot give someone dignity. They have to have it themselves by achieving their own goals that they set for themselves. You can't give it to people. And it's... When you try to give it to people, there are those third of our society that are pirates diabolical thieves. A big food stamp bust. The attorney general announces charges for a group accused of spending millions in Metro Detroit by using fraudulent EBT cards. Same thing. We all know these people. What do you think those half-ass liquor stores and convenience stores in the ghettos are there for? They're there for fraud. 90%, 90% 
of the people that receive it sell them for 50 cents on the dollar for cash to go buy dope and the rest of it. That's all you're going to give money to. So the goal in Chicago wasn't to succeed. It's to look like you're trying. And before you know it, you'll be paying 30 fracking thousand dollars a year to educate kids that can't read. 3%. And the big chumbalone teacher with the big love handles on their frickin' ears. They look like just rolls and rolls of communism. They come out and they need more money. More, 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 more. You can't fill that hill, hole. And in the meantime, it'll keep being more and more of the same and the failure and the corruption. Yeah, Diane and Val, the shooting victims range in age from two years old to 77 years old, representing every part of this city. This despite- In fact, I can't get the shoot people shot in Kiev, but it looks to be less if you just total out the year than the city of Chicago. You know Kiev, where we're given all the money, used to be Kiev. You call it you call it Chicago. Call it Chicago. It's the same scams, only this time they're not giving them food. They will. Food and housing. We'll be paying for that too. But now they're stealing billions and billions and billions. And that's what Kevin McCarthy continues. He agrees with that scam. They're all in on the same scam, the same hoax. And in the meantime, we're bombing Moscow. Russia unleashed waves of airstrikes on the Ukrainian capital overnight as it prepared to celebrate the anniversary of its founding, Kyiv Day, on Sunday. Officials called it a record drone attack on the city, the largest since the war started. Ukraine's air force said it downed 52 out of the 54 Iranian-made kamikaze drones. Falling debris killed a 41-year-old man, Kyiv Mayor Vitaly Klitschko said, and set a three-story warehouse on fire. Reuters witnesses said air raid alerts started soon after midnight, and some people stood on their balconies screaming insults at Russian President Vladimir Putin. With the Ukrainian counteroffensive looming 15 months into the war, Moscow has intensified airstrikes after a lull of nearly two months, chiefly targeting military sites and supplies. Kiev Day marks the official founding of the city 1,000. And then the next day, oh wait, 1,000? How many years ago was Kiev founded? 541 years ago. Ooh. Usually it holds street fairs, live concerts and special exhibitions. But this year's celebrations were planned on a smaller scale. So the only thing different between that and Chicago is it was safer in Kiev. And Chicago didn't have the air horns. But aside from that, you were safer in Kiev with the drone attacks than you were in the sewer of Chicago. Let's see. A collaborative public safety effort the new mayor hopes to implement all summer. Over the holiday weekend, by our count, at least 50 people were shot, 10 killed. A man was critically wounded in the back of the Yards neighborhood. In this South Chicago home, another man was shot in the face. Overnight Monday, three people ages 57 to 77 were wounded while standing on a sidewalk in Calumet Heights. Now I heard the new dimwit, the Marxist moron mayor. We're a family. No, we're not a family. We're not a family. I don't want you in my family. I have people like you in my family. I don't talk to them. This, this poppycock. This 150-year-old utopian bull dung, where the arbiters of the money and the rights are the gangsters, such as yourself, moron. How many police uh, uh, are around his family? 150? 150 detail? How about the other dimwit that's dressed just like him, only she's smaller. She could sit on his dashboard. She's a mini him. Lori Lightfoot. She still has 30 
coppers. But for the neighborhoods, no, no. You get the gangbangers, and we'll call them peacekeepers. Yeah, that should work swimmingly. The numbers will be double. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I noticed that uh, on your radio station and others, they're running uh, ads from some Republican organization. They're taking a victory lap on this decision. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. On my radio station? uh, Yes, and uh, I just heard it about four times. And um, in in the bill that McCarthy proposes, um, the right to work—I mean, not the right to work—the the the mandate that people collecting welfare and uh, other aid must work—it's on line one twenty in section A, and on line one twenty two, the health and human services official has the right to eliminate it. Oh, of course. The the bureaucracies, the Leviathan has bureaucracies that pretend to have the power of regulation when, in fact, they make law. That's how you get to this predicament we're in. $32 trillion is a number that's so uncomfortable they don't want the people to understand. And the good news is, right on schedule, the system in this country of education is delivering the morons to support these idiots. So that's why there is no we You will never hear me to tell you to get in line and vote for Republicans, ever. They have to earn it, and it's a very select few. So the Republicans that are telling you to accept that, here's here's a little note on the station. They're frauds. They're lying to you. They're in on the scam, and they like the system of corruption. So they could take their opinion, and they could shove it. All right? Thank you very much. That's why my show is a little different. I'm not here to tell you everything's going to be okay. Just vote for Republicans. All you can control is your life. And for your family, you need to do the best you can as an individual because you are the one that this country was built around. This country was not built around Democrats and Republicans. It was built so you never had to be a slave. Now, unfortunately, your own government has backdoor nationalized your life, and you are a slave. And their failure is what you pay for. Unless you're in on it, it's like owning real estate in Chicago. Oh, it's not so bad as long as you hire these half-assed, short-in-the-pants gangsters like Ed Burke and Mike Madigan. Here, here's your third. Now go, go, go lower my taxes, whore, and they get to walk around and pretend to be men on Rush Street. But that's the game people like, right? Cut me in or cut it out. You got some clout. Take your clout, roll it up, and shove it. But, you know, I think the dailies like to shove things. Uh, Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, thanks for mentioning my band lore, my taxes lore. God, I was over at the Thirsty Parrot. Tony Ocean was there. Everybody there was smoking your cigars. Oh. It was crazy. Nice. And then, the, and then the drummer sang, Uptown Funk is going to give it to you with a Sicilian accent and it was like broken english it was yeah. great it was over the top tony I ocean wish, is I is is, there, is in my neighborhood what? tony ocean yes he's he could sing he could still oh, sing no. he could still bring it home huh oh no it was it was great it was a great time and uh i was there i was chuck from delvin and i was like a freaking celebrity so well who else would you be do you want to be charlotte from wakanda i don't think you do you're chuck from dullivan and you've got the face to prove it thank you very much chuck from dullivan uh, you can always tell when Chuck from Dullivan gets loaded and possibly lucky. Mike, Bridgeview. Hey, buddy. Hey, I was just wondering, I heard it a couple of times today. Did you hear anything about someone on one of those safety circles? There's like eight or nine people walking around. 
and one of them pulled the guy in the yellow vest pulled a 73 year old man out of the car and beat the crap out of him oh yeah well that's a peacekeeper they keep peace the same way the kgb did yes of course it did michael now here's the thing you have to understand they this is the soviet union american style that's what you're experiencing so they had peacekeepers too and if you weren't peaceful they beat the hell out of you and robbed you just like the new peacekeepers here in chicago what do you got i got good news you're moving my daughter and sent my daughter and wife to florida i'm going down there in two weeks can't wait, brother. This is where you come. And this is this yep. is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to save Michael. You think I'm trying to save those Illinois scallywag Republican scum lawyers with their <laughs> narrow shoulders and their money from that inside trading fraud, that front runner from Citadel? I'm not trying to, st- oh, just hang on for them. They'll save you. What did the Durkins do with their money? Huh? They got those meathead moron brothers that are lobbyists. They go to Gibson's like they're men. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? You want a drink? It's on my lobbyist firm, you half-assed, butter-handed pansy. What did they do with their money? Oh, they left too. Did they come down to Florida? Hey, if you did, meatheads, sit in a corner and shut your mouth. Don't pretend to be men. We're men down here. Even the guys next door to me who don't have two nickels to rub together, they're twice the men of the Durkin butter-handed pansy lobbyists. Uh, John in Park Ridge. Hey, Sean. From one... Uh... From one righteous American to another, shouldn't the only vote that's happening now is to replace McCarthy as the Speaker of the House? He hasn't done anything. Uh, the, the, vote, the vote that should have happened, Kevin McCarthy had an opportunity to come out of that first meeting and say, the person that is representing the country is unfit to be the president. And there's no point in negotiating with him because we're not even talking to him. They're hiding him. On the rare occasions we see him, he shows himself to be somebody who should be in a convalescent home, not the White House. But he doesn't have that character because Kevin McCarthy is a step-and-fetch corporatist whore. Never made a freaking dollar in his life, honestly. He didn't have to negotiate for anything. He rubbed the inner thigh of the rubbergate congressman in, in California. It's all he's ever done. Look up Kevin McCarthy's own resume. And you tell me if you'd hire him to operate your business. And this is who our hopes are on for the next two years. They're trying to buy your complacency so everybody can get excited. I don't know. I like Trump. I don't know. I I like the Santas. I don't know. I like. Forget about it. It's a rigged freaking game. And you got two options with a rigged game. A, you don't play. Or B, you flip the table over. I'm going to do both. Thank you very much, John. Where's uh, where's, uh, the one idiot I wanted to have? uh, Honey Bunny. uh, Dick Durbin. Little Dick Durbin representing the... the, uh, What's his name? Here it is. Little Dick Durbin. Here's another success story from the Democrat Mafia. I'll tell you a story about this man here. His name is Alton Mills. Hi, Alton. Hi. In the year 1994, at the age of 24, Alton Mills was given a mandatory life sentence without parole huh. for a low-level, nonviolent drug offense. Now, I want you to, you see how this, the table's being set? Low-level, nonviolent drug offense. Oh, would he have a joint in his hand? What exactly was Alton Mills' participation in low-level drug offenses? Here's my favorite part. Alton Mills stepped into that federal prison cell with a life sentence. He was stepping into a jail cell for the first time in his life, and he was bound to stay there for the rest of his life. This kid, growing up in Chicago, 
Decent kid in high school, made a bad turn, got mixed up with a drug gang, was a sales runner on the street, just the lowest possible level, and on the third offense got a life sentence. Oh, whoa, 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 you kind of glazed over. See, this is your wife's big fat-ass lobbyist too, right? I wonder if she hangs around with the Durkins. Anyway, you mean he got caught three times as a low-level runner. For who? Who was he running for, Squirrel? Was he running for ComEd? Was he running for Comcast? Oh, he was running for street gangs. Oh, he's a victim. You know what this kid's problem was? He needs a little bit more money. To spend the rest of his life in prison. I asked President Obama to take a look at this and consider commutation. And in December of 2015, after serving 22 years in prison, Alton Mills came home to Chicago. You want to bet how it ends, Squirrel? Let's bet. I'll bet you $5 it doesn't end well for some innocent person, some truly innocent person. You want to bet? Uh, You're smarter than you look. What's he done since then? Two shootings less than a day apart on the same stretch of the Eisenhower. State police are investigating a deadly shooting yesterday and a shooting with injuries this morning. We've tracked 42 shootings on area expressways this year. How many of those investigations have led to an arrest? according to Illinois State Police. Of the 42 expressway shootings in Cook County this year, Illinois State Police have made arrests in five. One hours ago, with an arrest just announced for a shooting this past Sunday, Alton Mills charged with three counts of attempted murder. Oh, what about Walton? You think he was a peacekeeper? Alton Mills the peacekeeper. Yeah, it'll work out swimmingly. It's not negativism. Or pessimism to reject stupidity. It's wisdom. Do not compromise with crooks. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. Squirrel, did you party like a Ukrainian lobbyist? Oh, yeah. Look at him. He's still hungover. I love it. In the meantime, what was uh, Brandon Johnson's new press release, anybody? He's going to tackle the pensions, the will, the, the underfunded pensions. Yeah, that should be your uh, main topic after a weekend where 50 American or 50 Chicagoans get shot. He hadn't received a pardon. Alton Mills was destined to die in prison. Instead, how many people died on the expressways? Ah, we'll leave the thinking for the other people. In the meantime, I get a lot of pushback. Oh, your, your solution is to not participate. See, that's the only thing you can do. Why do you think the uh, uh, failures, the frauds like Kevin McCarthy, the Republicans, in other words, why do you think they're telling you this is a victory? Because they want to raise money. See, once they got you afraid, they know that's the recipe. And the other side knows that as well. Get them afraid. They'll cut checks. I'm advocating for you as an individual to keep your money and do the best you can. But you have to recognize when the system is so corrupted, it's, it's over with par- by participating. And that is these Democrat sewers. Now, when a Democrat like Joe Biden is in the White House, well, then the whole country, every policy is exactly what that is. Now, you can change the trajectory but only if you have representatives that are willing to identify and understand what their job is. You only have a handful. So now the Republicans are going to tell the nation, you won, now give us money. 
Give Trump money, give DeSantis money. I'm the only one telling you don't give a fracking cent. Not a cent. But what you can do is make sure your family is in the proper area where at least your liberties can be can be protected. Now, for everybody, that's not Florida. For other people, it's Tennessee. It's Wyoming. I don't care where it is. But you have a better chance of shoring up a decent state that hasn't been corrupted with the cancer of the mafia. And having a quality of life to maybe see a slight change in the trajectory. No, I've picked my favorite, and it's my favorite, but it doesn't have to be yours. I'm not advocating for that. But to think that one day these Democrat sewers are going to say, that's it, I had enough. We're not going to do it. We're not going to rob the people anymore. Brandon Johnson is never going to not rob the majority in the name of the connected minority any more than any other Democrat is. The key isn't to pretend we're going to win the national election. After what you just saw happen in 2020, there is no reason you should think we're ever going to win again nationally. But you can win locally, and that's what I focus on. You want to know something? I'm aggravated that DeSantis is running for president. It's a waste of time. He should have stayed where he was welcomed and where there was success. So I think in terms of the debt uh, ceiling, what they should be doing is uh, is reducing spending. I think the idea that you would just raise it uh, without anything is ridiculous. And uh, we were $21 trillion in debt like five years ago, and now we're $31 trillion in debt. And I think Biden's position is you just keep spending uh, like no end, and eventually it's going to solve itself. Uh, What they're spending now is significantly more than what Obama's budget, his last year of president, projected for, for this year. Uh, and even with what they're doing to, to, to reduce. So I just find it ridiculous that you would have Biden taking the position that there should be no reforms whatsoever to, to what the government's spending. Uh, so I think what they're doing to me is, is, is common sense. I don't know why you would want to uh, continue going the direction they were going. Eventually, this is all going to cause major, major problems. And I think over the years, they've added to the debt. You haven't seen necessarily the crisis that some people predicted. But I don't see how you could go on this trajectory um, and not uh, and not see something bad. So, great. But the debt is one thing. And the principles, economically, of honesty and integrity and capitalism have been forever bastardized, in particular on a macro level. There's other pr- important issues when it comes to freedom, when it comes to liberty. Now, last week, the World Health Organization put out a release uh, showing that there was a possible causal relationship between COVID-19 vaccine and multiple sclerosis. And we're allowed to report on this because it is an official WHO paper. We're limited to other things we can report, but we can. So the censor gods in governments, unfortunately, have to admit there appears to be a link between the vaccine and multiple sclerosis. That is the most important. That's more important than the bankruptcy and the feudalnomics of Keynesianism we pretend our economy is. This is more important because for the last three years of our lives, the principles of individual freedom were stripped away from you by your government who betrayed you. And of course the Democrats are mostly to, to blame for this. There's no question about it. But the Republicans were in on this too. And this information is let out in Europe, not here.
Because in the country that's built on freedom and bravery, they're cowardly and corrupt. And that's the issue at hand. So the only politician you should even consider going to, moving to, for the short term, because the long term, the trajectory, it'll take a miracle to change. But only you can control the short term. It's somebody who gave you the freedom God intended you to have. And it isn't a Democrat area in this nation or abroad, any Marxist, socialist, communist, which is all the base, basically the same thing as the American Democrats. Report this. Now, this is the paper here. Now, um, it says COVID-19 vaccination can induce multiple sclerosis via cross-reactivity with T-helper cells. So quite an admission from the World Health Organization. Now, this isn't available on quite a few servers now, but I've uh, got DuckDuckGo on my um, on my laptop, um, desktop. So I could... That's Dr. John Campbell. He's on YouTube. He's on Rumble. And I highly recommend you monitor him. He releases daily videos. But that should be what's on the news. But instead, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan are having an argument. Instead, uh, that Dimwit is married to the phony prince, who's not a prince. He's the son of a security guard from Princess Diana. And they're getting divorced. Who gives a rip? But that's what the media is. Fate line. 16 minutes. David Muir. All propagandists. This is the news we're talking. And whoever, whatever politician that enforced and supported the mandates that we've lived under, you're disqualified forever. Don't ever come to me for anything, including a vote. Find it again. But that's, that's, that's it there. And it, it is, as I say, WHO publication, so we can't actually talk about this. Nice to be able to talk about things. Now, what is this actually uh, showing? What, what is going on here? Well, I'm going to sort of do a quick explanation of what uh, seems to be going on. So what we have here, imagine this is a nerve fiber here. So the nerve, the, the nerve impulses will travel down here. And this will be in the brain or the spinal cord. And these nerve fibers are surrounded by this protective myelin sheath. And in the central nervous system, they're made by cells called oligodendrocytes. Here we have the spike protein from a natural uh, SARS coronavirus. By the way, this is reinforcing everything. The creator, the, the one who holds the patent on the spike protein, Robert Malone, everything he said, everything doctors who lost their licenses in some cases were ostracized and attacked, not just by their government, but by their so-called colleagues. This is the day of justification of, of, of righteous indignation. This is the day everything you said, the reason millions, hundreds of millions of people, dare I say billions, lost their future, were put under house arrest, lost their jobs. You were right. To infection, and here we have the spike protein produced by the vaccine on its own. Now, in learning to recognize, this is the CD4 lymphocyte here, the T helper cell. This is the famous T helper cell that's disordered in... Um, in HIV. So when people become immunocompromised uh, in AIDS, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, um, what actually happens is, is the virus uh, destroys a lot of the CD4 helper cells until they can't produce any immune response. But here it's not lack of immune response, it's too much immune response. That is the, uh, the problem. So do you understand what he's saying, Squirrel? I know it's in the weeds. The vaccine is killing people, creating massive, massive ramifications. And side effects. I know that we had to change the word, right? There's no more side effects? So um, the CD4 is learning to recognize, rightly as in the principles of vaccination, these, uh, these spike proteins. And it can uh, beat up these spike proteins, which, of course, is, is uh, good. These are the spike proteins produced by the vaccine. 
And the idea is that will help the CD help, help cells to get rid of the spike protein should there be uh, a natural infection, which we could argue about. But the point is, the same sort of chemical profile that we're finding on the surface of the spike protein um, molecules there, we're finding very similar proteins on the surface of the... Well, there are very similar proteins on the surface of the myelin sheath. So the T helper cells are also orchestrating a response which beats upon these uh, myelin sheaths. And when the myelin sheaths go uh, in the central nervous system, um, that is multiple sclerosis. That's the biggest news of the week. After all, didn't we predict Squirrel on Friday? Kevin McCarthy would make a two-year deal so they could have election year and he could raise money. My offer to you is this. Nothing. Any Republican that stands with McCarthy or stood for the vaccine. Nothing. 312-642-5600. You'll get nothing and like it. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560, the answer. What's the alternative if you don't make those people who um, are supposed to push back against the corruption pay for betraying you? What's the alternative? I don't listen to a lot of establishment people. I really don't. But I can't imagine that somebody came on the radio today and told you to feel good about what happened. I cannot imagine that anybody would come on the radio and tell you, let's just lose a little bit. That, to me, is not a form of protest, or not even a form of a representative republic. I think now is the time, this is the opportunity to forever break the duopoly of corruption that has bankrupted our nation and destroyed our freedoms. Stephen, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Pleasant Prairie is a little bit preemptive, I told Honey Bunny. It's going to be official on Saturday, but I can't wait. I'm ready to get out of the sewer, so... Definitely an upgrade. I know that they have some shenanigans with their elections, but Ron Johnson as opposed to little Dick Durbin, so there's an upgrade oh, there. Oh, that alone <laughs> is worth the move. And you have, yeah. a much, you have a much different future out there than you do, True. unfortunately. Uh, we've got so many, yeah. so many corruption going on with ComEd and, and the farmers accepting handouts in Illinois. I don't think you yeah. have a decent, a decent uh, hope. True, and you made a good point um, as far as, you know, all the, you know, let's raise money, let's talk about how bad the Dems are. By the way, Zelensky, the $400 million embezzled, which is less than 1% of what we've given them, that's not getting a lot of coverage. But you're right. I, I don't donate to people. It's just that's why they don't investigate these elections, Sean. They like losing because there's more money to be made. Did you rem- Do you remember I have the clip of the $55 billion that's going to Africa? And did you see how many African countries made it illegal to be gay in Africa? And now we're going to sanction different countries countries but what about the 55 billion that you committed to give and how much how many billions have you given so this double talk of righteousness is why we're in this predicament all you can control is your own policies but this government is hiding proxy wars in policy and i've had enough of it i think that's a main thing and kevin mccarthy hasn't the republicans haven't they want to continue to fund it that's why they don't negotiate for anything and don't know how to yeah you've got you've got haiti you've got south sudan you've got the Horn of Africa, you name a country, we've staged a coup and we've just dropped who knows how much money. Where is it? Where's the $31 trillion that we've amassed in the last 75 years? Our schools suck, our roads suck, our health care yeah. sucks. Yeah. Where's the money, Sean? How about another country that kills homosexuals? China. And yet right. they own how many politicians? We don't have any sanctions against China. In fact, they had favored nation status. They've been buying that since the Clintons were pretending to be married. Thank you very much. 
Stephen, I appreciate it very much. What happened in China here, Squirrel? What about this? Remember this? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, uh, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. You know, yeah, when you became a traitor, but apparently we don't have any sway anymore. There was a lot of, I guess, hope that something was going to happen where you are this weekend. But what happened? Well, you're right. There was there were a lot of expectations that I think the U.S. and China could finally get over some of these tensions that have been plaguing the relationship. The Shangri-La dialogue is basically an annual uh, meeting of defense uh, officials and defense experts that takes place here in Singapore, somewhat neutral ground in Asia. And uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin is flying in. His counterpart from China, Li Shangfu, was flying in. Uh, they will likely still be in the same room at times, um, but it doesn't sound like, from what we're hearing, that they'll get a chance to meet. You know who knows how to negotiate, Squirrel? Xi Jinping. He knows how to negotiate. How about you fly here, you taste the food, then you get your corrupt asses back to Washington, D.C. See, that's how you negotiate with these crooks. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little I remember early on... When I was advocating support for Trump during the election of 2020. And people started to become never-Trumpers. And one of these never-Trumpers I casually knew. It was an acquaintance. And he pretended to tell me, well, he, he told me, he pretended that Joe Biden was a Democrat. Of, like, the Democrats in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 70s. And I said, listen, you obviously don't know who he is. Not only is he a political whore, he's a traitor to this nation. He's owned and operated by not just the Chinese communists, but by all enemies, foreign and domestic. And the ramifications of his policy, you really can't quantify just any policy. And then I heard this story. Three days of flex alerts have caused a mad scramble among electric vehicle owners to get their cars and their trucks charged before peak hours. The problem here, too many EVs and not enough charging stations, especially when you have less time to get them charged. And you realize the stupidity in pretending that Joe Biden's presidency would not be a radical destruction of the principles of America. And then this weekend, a friend of mine by the name of E.J. Antoni released an article. The Quiet, Dangerous Radicalism of Biden's First Term. And it summed up why the never-Trumper scum are just as culpable as those idiots who support Joe Biden. How are you, EJ? Oh, my God. I am, I am pulling my hair out over this so-called death ceiling deal. Oh. You know, it's an interesting thing. If we had the understanding and the standards that were intended by the death ceiling, we wouldn't be in this predicament. But when you have this phony altruism where you're going to deliver this utopia in the same way all communists, from Fidel Castro to Lenin, promised, you realize it could be worse, but we're still on that path, aren't we? Right, exactly. I mean, this is, you know, this is where we get that saying that Republicans are just Democrats going the speed limit. 
I mean, we are still headed towards insolvency. We are still headed towards bankruptcy as a nation. I mean, think about this. Our national debt is so bad that every American born today is saddled with about $95,000 of the of the federal debt. I mean, that is just obscene. But that's if you don't add a dollar to it. So the reality is, if you're born today, by the time you can you know, read, you're really, it's going to be much, much worse. And that's, to me, the, the quiet game of capitulation to, to, to fraud. It's a seditious conspiracy to economically nationalize the life of every citizen. And that's unfortunately where we're at. But when you hear the policy agendas and this nonsense of pretending they can help this speck called Earth, in the grand scheme of the cosmos, by controlling what we buy and sell and how they tax us, there is light at the end of the tunnel because every one of these policies is built in corruption and failure, is it not? Oh, ab- absolutely, Sean. And, and see, this is, this is what I, one of the things that I, I tried to hit on in that article, was that a, a lot of what's happening is happening behind the scenes, and a lot of what the Biden administration is accomplishing, it's not doing through regular measures like passing laws. It's doing through executive orders. Uh, it, it's having um, you know uh, agencies within the federal government do the dirty work for them through a lot of uh, rulemaking processes that most Americans just don't understand. And, and that's how we end up with these ridiculous uh, uh, carbon rules, for example. You know, you know what's amazing? Earlier this month, there was a volcano uh, in Italy, I believe it is, that actually put out more CO2. Scientists estimated put out more CO2 in one month because of, of uh, heightened activity than all of human uh, than all of humanity has throughout all of history. Please tell me where the carbon offsets for that are going to come from. Well, and you know what's fun is, and and where I see hope is that the people who consider themselves to be leftists are aware of this and they're outraged by it. They're aware of the damage done to the earth by the so-called fixes. And they're also starting to be aware of the corruption. And in there, to me, is the optimism of the future. The, the, The future will not come from the Republican corporatists saying, okay, we're going to cut ourselves out, we're going to end it. It'll come from those victims of corruption. The citizens who pretended to be left and the citizens who pretended to be conservative and they don't know what it means. Coming together and saying, well, this is all a giant scam. So there is true hope when you see in California, they force you to buy electric cars. Then they tell you you can't fill up. There's not enough state. People have a low tolerance for this kind of, hey, now sit in the corner and shut up. And I think there will be some pushback. And then ultimately people will realize Carl Sagan was right. And this dust speck we call Earth, it isn't, doesn't matter what we produce on it. We're not going to change anything in the cosmos, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we're seeing exactly some of the kind of pushback that you're talking about right now. With Look, look at all the boycotts, for example, with Bud Light. Oh my gosh, they are just getting absolutely crushed right now because yes. of, of their, you know, it's the old go woke, go broke. And yeah. I think probably the probably the best insult uh, this year is to say to somebody that they probably wear a Dodgers jersey while shopping at Target for Bud Light. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know what else I, I find wonderful is that whether it's Great Britain or whether it's Holland, you're seeing massive resistance to collectivism and government supremacy. And ironically enough, I think we are starting to see the the push for what we took for granted, the representative republic and American liberty 
in Europe, and that is what's going to save us. And I, I'm kind of excited about the idea that I think the, the Republican run for the White House will raise less money. I mean, I understand you've got corrupt oligarchs that will kick in billions and they'll hide it. But I think you'll have less support writ, you know, be, among the plebes, the general public, than you had in 2020 and 2016. What do you think? I, I think the odds of that are, are very, very high. You know, and, and a lot of people have said that they don't want to see uh, Trump and DeSantis, you know, go at it or, or whatever the case may be. You know what? I, I'm convinced that there are a lot of people, especially in regards to Trump, who have already made their mind up. Either they're going to vote for him or they're not in the general election. And you know what? What what could possibly be better in a Democrat society than getting all the ideas out there? And how here's a, here's a novel idea. The people choosing what they want and who they want to represent them. You know what's funny is that you're watching this in real time, and these main players are really quite old. They don't look good, and we're pretending that in 530-something days, they're going to be spry and ready to go. And the reality is, maybe it's time we stop looking to these 70-plus-year-old people to uh, dig us out of the hole that they participated in for the last 60 years. That might be something, too, that the young kids who have been the victims of fascism, American style, and had their lives taken away. I think, you know, I I think the one thing you know is that you don't know, but as you see generations throughout the country kind of wake up and say, wait a minute, everything you've done to us for the last three years, everything economically and socially has been totally wrong, and it may open the doors for a newcomer, somebody who's not a politician, to come from the outside, somebody we're barely talking about, like Vivek Ramaswamy, or somebody unknown. The reality is, you've got a long time for this to uh, to you know come to a, an actual election. And I think people understand a lot of support for Trump is righteous because the guy was robbed. So there's a lot of that. I want to get him back in there because he was robbed. But there's also the reality of did he really help us out the last year of his presidency, or do we need a complete different direction? Right. It's, it's a really, really great question. You know, Trump is not the kind of man, uh, looking at his track record, at least recently, who tends to learn from his mistakes. Ironically, in a lot of ways, he was a lot more mature, uh, you know, when he was 30 or 40 years younger uh, during, his, during the height of his business career, during his real estate empire. I mean, the, the amount of foresight and maturity that he showed in those days was, was frankly second to none. Is that going to come back or... Or are we going to get more uh, of, of the antics? I, I don't know. It's a really, really great question. I and, think he could save himself. Don't you? I think he could save himself if he apologizes for the, the giving the big pharma immunity and if he apologizes for naming it warp speed and pretending they could kick out an, an actual effective vaccine that wasn't an experiment. If he apologizes for PPP and if he says, I on day one, I will remove every executive order Biden put in, and I will fire everybody he hired. I think if he does that, he's going to win. If he doesn't and pretends that he was right for that last year of his presidency, I think it'll be the same outcome. What say you? I I, I think that's a pretty spot-on analysis. You know, so much of, of what Trump did right was crammed into 
the first three years of his presidency. There, there were not a whole lot of good things that he did in that last year. Now, some of that was because he had a gun to his head with the Democrats in Congress. I get it. But still, there were a whole hell of a lot of things he could have fought a whole hell of a lot harder on. And it really feels like he capitulated on those things. And, you know, it's amazing. Anytime Trump fought, the base was behind him and independents yeah. were behind him. It was when he decided not to fight, when he decided to play nice in the sandbox. That's when he made mistakes. Now, he also has opportunities because there's individual specificity that he can pick out and and not only show how how wrong it is financially, but how corrupt it is politically. And there's such a thing as the $40, how a president, I didn't even realize, could do this arbitrarily, add on to mortgages, new mortgages, for deadbeat morons, also known as the Democrat base, where you're subsidizing them directly in mortgages. So if he grabs that specificity and the illegal alien specificity, he may be able to duplicate what he did in 16. What do you think those odds are he, he gets that specific? I, I think it's going to depend on who he has around him advising him. In, in a lot of ways, Trump lived and died you know, by his appointments, by his advisors. And if he can surround himself with people who are going to crunch the numbers for him and are going to provide him with the data and the talking points he needs to say, look, you know, gasoline right now is 50 cents higher a gallon than it was at any point during my presidency, right? Let alone yeah. the, the lows when it was under a buck a gallon in a lot of places. You know, if he can say, look, you're paying an extra 50 bucks a month on your mortgage because of Biden, that's if you can even get a mortgage. You know, interest rates are, are two to three times what they were when I, right now when I left office. So, yeah. I mean, consider how much more house you could buy if Biden hadn't spent so much money and we didn't have all this inflation and interest rates didn't have to go up as a result. DeSantis has a problem because he surrounds himself with the corporatist morons of the Bushes. So he's got a problem, too. Um, which means, really, as much as I like him, and, and I voted for him, and I support him as a governor, I'm also offended that he thinks, okay, I'm just going to run. But I, the other thing is he kind of opens the door a little bit for who I really like, a Vivek Ramaswamy. Do you think there's a chance there? You know, th there is. The problem is right now is that Trump is just larger than life, for better or for worse. That's just how the guy is. And yeah. every time he walks into a room, he sucks all the air out of it. And and so you know, I think DeSantis made a huge mistake in attacking him. I, I frankly think that's going to end up sinking the DeSantis campaign, but we'll have to wait and see. You know, Ramaswamy is, is playing it very smart. Yes. He praises Trump when Trump does something right or when he talks about something that Trump did right. And, and when one of Trump's mistakes come up, he wisely keeps his mouth shut. And so yeah. if there is anybody at the end of the day, Trump might be willing to endorse. If he doesn't get the nomination, it probably would be the vet. And what I like also, and what I liked about Trump, is that he wasn't, even though he played ball, he wasn't a politician. And if we're really going to fix this, and you and I get to that point where I like it and you like it, where you have the rules of property rights, you, it's going to take somebody from outside the system. Now, you see newcomers come into Congress, and there is a strong foothold of about 20 guys who are rejecting the Kevin McCarthy Republican corporatism. Do you think it's, it's I mean, it's very early, one of those guys could step out and say, I'm running for president, too. And that might be something, as you see them push back against this 
corrupt oligarchy that passes a bill that does, gives the Democrats everything it wants and the Republicans pretend to win. There, there, there is an opportunity for a lot more people to jump in. And do you see that happening? I, I, I do. You know what? And uh, as much as uh, that's happening on the Republican side and is going to continue to happen, I'm starting to wonder if it's going to happen now with the Democrats. I, I wonder if Kennedy getting into the race is going to kind of open up a floodgate of, of a bunch of different people who want to run. But the Democrats have a, a, a different and a very serious problem on their hands, and that is Kamala Harris. How on earth, if Biden is not the nominee, do you not give the nomination to the vice president, especially when she's a black woman? And that is just the high point of your ideology. Now, you're in the belly of the beast in Washington, D.C., and I understand um, whenever I, I, I kind of get specific on issues, I'm told that uh, people don't like it and they glaze over and yada, yada, yada. But do you not think that the Republicans would have done better if they would have negotiated and said, one thing that the American people are sick and tired of is the foreign policy waste, fraud, and abuse of money. And we're not going to do jack unless every fracking dollar stops and we go over audit and we renegotiate those foreign policy deals. Do you think um, that would have been a winning point to kind of bury a flag on with the Republicans? Uh, with, with the Republican voter base, I think it certainly would have been. You know, unfortunately, there's there's a lot of rhinos in Congress uh, who who want to basically just keep fueling the military industrial complex and keep throwing our blood and treasure overseas in order to enrich different special interests here at home. I mean, look, look at look at all the Republicans who have been uh, uh, pounding their fists on the table, calling for you know, war in the Ukraine and then more money being thrown at that problem when it's really just being flushed down the drain. What made Tucker Carlson number one was not Republicans that watched him. It was disenfranchised Democrats. I feel that if the Republican Party would have done that, that one thing, and said we are going to go over every single foreign policy dollar, they would have gotten more support from the disenfranchised Democrats than the establishment Republicans. And only if you do that can you really win. And I think that was the missed opportunity. Do you think the powers that be in the Washington Republican K Street lobbyist scallywags understand that and are even interested in doing that? No and no. Their only interest is in appealing to their fellow uh, country club Republicans. But see, you know what? Part of me, Sean, really thinks the winning formula for Trump is going to be like it was for Grover Cleveland, who interestingly is the only other president who was ever elected and then uh, uh, failed to win re-election, but then got re-elected to a non-consecutive term. What Cleveland was able to do, he did not have a solid hold on his own base. What he did is he got a hold of all the disenfranchised Republicans who who were sick of, of the Depression at the time. They were sick of their, their currency being debased, right? They were sick of seeing their real wages fall, their standard of living fall, and government get fat. And so they voted for Cleveland and because he promised to fix it, and he did. And I yeah. think that is going to be the same winning formula for Trump. To your point, he's got to get the disenfranchised Democrats. And I think he can, because he spent a lot of time as one. And ironically enough, I think that's who is supporting Kennedy. And if he grabs those issues, he can really truly have a have a win that is undeniable. And that's what you're going to need in these circumstances, in these corrupt Democrat 
areas. You're going to need such overwhelming support going into the election that it's not even close. Um, Don't you think it's an insult to a lot of Democrats, not just the way in which these cities fail and these states fail like California or Illinois, but the idea that they put up these half-dead people like Dianne Feinstein and Fetterman? Don't you think some of these people have to be disgusted with their vote being taken for granted that way? Oh, my gosh. You know, all right, Sean, since this is just you know you and me and maybe a few of our closest friends listening right now, I'll, I'll let you in on something. So there were some Senate staffers who, who were uh, saying at literally today uh, that Dianne Feinstein, that she is in such bad shape wow. that she actually has aides who need to periodically remind her through the day about what she's working on, what legislation is is, uh, uh, being debated, when she's going to vote, how to vote. Uh, A a senator, a sitting senator, who I just had dinner with uh, a few nights ago, privately told me Joe Biden is not well. The the dementia, the mental problems, whatever you want to call it, he is clearly not well. And, And the fact that he is allowed to remain where he is is a travesty. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Our reality right now in America is insane. The whole fracking thing is insane. Dianne Feinstein's face is falling off. Joe Biden walks like a drunk baby on wet grass. We need E.J. and Tony to run for office. I support you for president. Do you you accept the nomination? Gosh, if, if, uh, if nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. In the meantime, you better keep writing those articles. He's E.J. Antoni of the Heritage Foundation. Thank you, brother, for coming on. You know I appreciate you. No, thank you for having me, as always, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, every time we talk about the government, language is very important. It really is. And if you say things enough, there's a reason they all say the same thing and they have Pravda now pretending to be a media. They say the same thing. And there's obviously a macro reason, a philo- philosophical reason they're doing it. Ideological subversion is, is the slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. And we're victims of this, who pretend to be Republicans as well. And you sometimes chant for your own servitude, your own slavery. And it often goes into the family area, or the religious area. See, there is to be a divide in this country. When people talk about issues, the first thing I say is, why does government have a position in that issue? One of the greatest is your opinion of your life or of your friend's or family's life. You see, I have no ill will towards anybody who has a sexual preference. None. None. So in often cases, when we talk about marriage 
And I felt this way since the 90s when it was prevalent for Democrats to pretend to be religious or family oriented. I rejected it then and I reject it now. But when you think about it on a foreign policy issue, who are we as a country to dictate to any other country what their philosophies are? You see, that country is either sovereign or it's not. I am an advocate for sovereignty. I believe that our nation is special because it has the rules of liberty and the individual above it. So in our own country, when we talk about this, why is the government, why are we as heterosexuals allowing and inviting the government to become legal partners in any, in any love affair? Why is the government involved in love? I think the government, we've gotten so used to the government being in all parts of our life that we're now just the willful slaves. But when you see it become part of our foreign policy, it kind of makes you question a lot of American foreign policy and corruption. Just one more. The president said yesterday there will be a review on engagement with Uganda. Uh, how long do you expect that to take? So, look, um, I know the president, as you just stated, uh, put out a statement uh, about uh, about this, a pretty lengthy statement yesterday about what we saw from Uganda uh, yesterday, uh, the enactment of Uganda's Anti-Homosexuality Act is a tragic violation uh, of human rights, of universal human rights, uh, one that is worth uh, worthy of the, that one is not worthy, uh, to be clear, of the Ugandan people, and one that jeopardizes the prospects of critical economic growth for the entire country. So look, uh, is this certainly... You know, that's interesting, right? She doesn't like that Uganda, Uganda passed the law. In our country, we will have our morals. We will protect our children. And we are making this law. We are making this law for ourselves. We are making this law for our children. We are making this law for the children of our children. This country will stand firm. And once it passed, I can tell you, Madam Speaker, we are going to reinforce the law enforcement officers to make sure that homosexuals have no space in Uganda. This house... No, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. But I expect that from Uganda. They're in their infancy of policy, and they are, too, one of the most corrupt nations. But so's Ukraine. And Kianger Pierre, I don't remember her bringing this up with the Ukraine support. In a number of countries, including Ukraine, draft laws have been proposed that that would criminalize public discussion of homosexuality. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody talked about that. You see, the downside of partnering with the former Soviet Union, in particular the nation that embraced the Azov Nazis, is there's a lot we don't know about where our money goes. But one thing we do know. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was That's, yeah, he and Basilitz. Ukrainian prosecutors say they've arrested the head of the country's Supreme Court over an alleged bribery case. A day after releasing these photos. Now, during the Biden or the (laughs) Obama presidency, Ukraine was leveraged. They were bribed. And part of the billion dollar loan guarantees was that they had a faction that changed the Ukrainian law. But how many people knew this about Ukraine just a handful of years ago? Potentially making 
Официальное название это о безопасном информационном пространстве для детей. Now, с детьми и информационным конкретно о запрете любой позитивной информации, которая касается ЛГБТ людей. Это могут быть листовки, это могут быть исследования, это могут быть интервью, которые The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years, a White House official has said. Not one dollar will be removed from this corruption. And the Republicans just rubber stamped it. Oh, but we, we, there's a thousand less IRS agents. Forget about that. They're stealing trillions, these rat bastards. Cream Puff Jim. You voted yeah, for I was gonna say, You voted for well, these rats. Yeah, well, Trump, Trump's back on the person of a bandwagon. I thought that Joe Apio and Pat Boone 15 years ago, can he get the old band back together again? I think, I don't think Pat Boone can get out of one of those uh, walking So let me cells. ask you a question, because I like specificity. I like specificity. <laughs> Which birth certificate that he said is not legitimate? Well, well, yeah, well today, today he said that he's going to... He's going to make an executive order. Anybody born, he's, he's going to decide what birth certificates. Oh, no. You see what you did? You think you think you, a retired, overweight Democrat, is going to pull one over on me? I don't think so. I know you just got your check. Oh, no, it's coming tomorrow. And you're going to be eating steak sandwiches, and you're all excited. But you don't get one over on me, big boy. What you're trying to uh, impugn Donald Trump on is his righteous stance on anchor babies. Joe Biden has launched an illegal foreign invasion of our country, allowing a record number of illegal aliens to storm across our borders. From all over the world, they came. Under Biden's current policies, even though these millions of illegal border crossers have entered the country unlawfully, all of their future children will become automatic U.S. citizens. Can you imagine? They'll be eligible for welfare, taxpayer-funded health care, the right to vote, chain migration, and countless other government benefits, many of which will also profit the illegal alien parents. This policy is a reward for breaking the laws of the United States and is obviously a magnet helping draw the flood of illegals across our borders. They come by the millions and millions and millions. They come from mental institutions. They come from jails, prisoners, some of the toughest, meanest people you'll ever see. The United States is among the only countries in the world that says that even if neither parent is a citizen nor even lawfully in the country, their future children are automatic citizens the moment the parents trespass onto our soil. And he's 100% right. That is the incentive to be an illegal alien. And rather than argue the specificity or the principles of that issue, they like to do what Cream Puff Jim did. But they have to justify why they vote for the mafia. Now, some guys pretend that they're altruistic, and those are the greedy bastards that sit on their big fat asses and wait for a pension that didn't earn a dollar to come rolling in because what they understand is it's corruption, and it's another excuse to redistribute the wealth of honest people. That is the Communist Party, also known as the Chicago Democrats. And regular Democrats. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. 
And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What do you mean you didn't know that about Ukraine? It's a former Soviet Union. This has been going on for a thousand fracking years. In the meantime, our boys are there. Where did more people get shot? Kiev or Chicago? These are simple, simple questions I have answered to. And that's why, Squirrel, I don't want to be a Republican. I want to start the Righteous Party. And in my party, you're entitled to nothing, and the government doesn't owe you anything, and you don't have to participate in anything. And we could tear it down the way it was built. Imagine if 100 million Americans thought like I do. I don't want your Social Security. Give me the money I paid, and you don't owe me anything. Same thing with your Medicare. I don't need that garbage either. I don't want a Democrat coming near me with a thesoscope or a uh, pen and a check. Tom Bolingbroke. Hey, Sean, I haven't called in in a while, but I've never missed a show, man. Love you, brother. you, brother. You are you. fighting Thank the fight, and I am so proud of you. Thank you. Uh, listen, I appreciate that. Cream Puff Jim is a parasite. He's literally sucking the taxpayers' dollars into his fat ass. <laughs> oh, wait. But I might not have said that. I'll give him a break because we don't know for sure. I just assume. I've never met him. I, for all I know, he's 120 pounds, and he looks great. I don't know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tom. They sold this, and I have relatives that participate in this. We're gonna, you're going to not get Social Security. You're going to be part. And then you do that. I paid into it, and nobody looks at the scam itself. When you look at the scam... And that includes the money bundlers that handle the municipal pensions. It's all a freaking fraud. Now, I'll tell you what. I don't think Jim would support it philosophically. I understand. But this is the broader point. What is more greedy, a capitalist or a socialist? And the answer is the one that destroys nations, not the one that builds Absolutely. It. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Love brother. you, brother. Love you right back. That's the key. I don't blame the guys that were sold the line. I've got relatives, nephews, and friends. But when we go through it and we dissect it and we talk about return on investment, they don't want to be welfare bunnies any more than, than we do. But they were sold this lie. And that's how you do the old neighborhood mafia. Cut me in or cut it out. And then they don't care about the union fat-ass thugs that never worked a day in their freaking life making half a million a year with the expense accounts, let alone the money bundlers. At the, at, the, at the institutions that are not only incompetent and failures, but employ all the, all the clout guys. Hey, how you doing? Who are we, we going to? Wally? Wally, Chicago. Hi, Sean. It's Wally from Woodridge. How are you doing? Good, Wally. How are you? I am good. I want to talk to you. I'm a professor here. Um, I teach out here. I worked at a real job for 35 years, and I'm just absolutely disgusted. Now I'm part of the system. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Professor Bainridge that you should know about. He talks about political profiteering, how the tax money goes in and go, feeds into patronage and kickbacks from the employees and kickbacks from the contractors, and that goes right into the, uh, in Chicago, the Political Democratic uh, Committee of uh, Cook County. Wally, why do you and think that the, the other opposition party doesn't, Go after this point. It's easy to figure out. It's easy to explain. This is something that I can't figure out for the life of me, why the so-called Republicans don't examine exactly what you just said and tell their constituents, we need to stop the money laundering scheme of corruption. 
I, I absolutely agree. Like I, t- I talked to a, a, a person in a precinct captain in Chicago and said, how could you vote for this mayor? And he said, I had to. I could not survive. I would be obliterated by the Chicago's Teachers Union if I did not do this. Because $12 billion comes in in taxes, $9 billion goes into education. $31 billion goes directly into the Chicago Teachers Union. I know somebody in the Chicago Teachers Union has been lobbying for this mayor for over a year before he even um, even uh, announced that he was going that he was running. So they've got uh, oh, they, you know it's socialism and communism. They call the workers soldiers, right? So these teachers Wally. are soldiers working for the party and abandoning our kids. Our kids I want to thank you. I want to. I, I want to thank you for the call. I got to go. The show's over. But I want to thank you for making the call. But this is the only thing you have to know. Only in this country and socialist countries is greed. Defined by a man arguing to keep his own money versus the socialist demanding it be stripped away from him. I'll be back in 21 hours. If I didn't get to you, I'm sorry, guys. But in the meantime, we're going to kick their teeth in again tomorrow. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.